Section 2 of Keepwell Stories for Little Folks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Keepwell Stories for Little Folks by May Fahrenheit Jones. Section 2 The Story of a Fly. I was hatched one sunny day in May in the nicest, warmest, dirtiest spot you ever saw. It was in a barnyard heap just outside a city that I first saw the light. I was not very old before I had to take care of myself, so you may know I was glad that I had opened my eyes for the first time in such a dirty place, because it is much easier for a baby fly to take care of himself in a dirty place than in a clean one. My good mother knew this when she flew away that May morning and left the tiny egg from which I came to deem nature to care for. Mother fly knew that warmth, dirt, and moisture were all that a baby fly needed in its infant days. She knew that the dump heap at the barn made the nicest kind of cradle for her baby, and it was rent-free to all the mother flies in the neighborhood. Day by day, I grew and soon began to take notice of things around me. It was not long before I saw that some of the other baby flies which were in the dump heap with me had grown be some beautiful gauzy wings. On these wings, they began making daily visits from our fly nursery to a nearby farmhouse. When they came back from these visits, they would talk long and loud about the good time they had and the nice things they had to eat in the great world outside the dump heap. I was mighty glad that my wings were growing stronger each day. One morning, bright and early, I sailed away on my beautiful wings to see if all the wonderful things my little fly friends had told me were true. I followed the lead of my friends, and we soon came to that same farmhouse. First, we went to a door, a screen they called it, and tried hard to get through. To our great disappointment, we could not get through. The screen was closed tight. One little fly said, I will find a way in. I don't believe the folks who live here have been so careful with the kitchen door. So we flew away, and sure enough, the kitchen screen door was standing ajar with just enough a crack in it for a busy little fly to slip through into the kitchen. I was next to the last one to get through, and alas, when I did get in, you never saw such a disappointed little fly in your life. Everything looked clean, too clean for me to enjoy it. Presently, one of my friends called to me, and oh joy, he had found some soiled dishes and bits of food on a table, just the thing for a tired, hungry little fly. The sugar bowl was uncovered, and oh, how did I eat, for I dote on nice, sweet sugar. The pantry door stood ajar, and I could see some nice things to eat in there also. After we had feasted on the good things in the kitchen, we flew into the dining room. There on the table was a pitcher filled with milk. I jumped into the pitcher and took a nice bath and a good swim. I came out very much refreshed, for I had left there in the milk pitcher all the dirt I had gathered on my feet and body in my early life. I walked much better. I walked all over the food which was on the table, and I also walked on the baby's bottle which was on a nearby shelf. I was thinking what I would do next, a lady came into the room. She had a dear little baby in her arms. You know how I love little babies. I love to tickle their noses and lick the sweets from their juicy little mouths. I sat and watched the little fellow, awaiting my chance to make his acquaintance. 
Presently the lady gave the baby some milk to drink from the pitcher in which I had had such a nice bath. After the little fellow was fed, the lady put him to sleep and laid him in his crib in the next room for his morning nap. My friends told me to come with them into this room, the nursery. The lady had forgotten to put a net over the little fellow, so I crawled around and ate some sugar from his lips. It tasted so good that I crawled almost into his mouth. Since that happy morning, I have spent almost every day between the farmhouse and outhouses. I have my daily bath in the milk pitcher and my dinner from the nice juicy food on the table. Very often, I eat my lunch of sweets from the corners of the baby's mouth, and I like this best of all. For several days, I have felt lonely. I noticed that the baby did not come to the dining room to get his milk and sugar. I kept wondering why he did not come. And finally, I wandered into the nursery to see for myself. What do you think? The baby was lying in his crib all red and hot. While his mother was busy, I crawled on his mouth to see if there was any sugar in the corners for a lunch. Then away I flew. This morning, I flew over to the farmhouse again, through the kitchen door, and into the nursery. I thought I would find a glass of milk and have a nice bath and my breakfast. But alas, the baby was not in his crib. The room was so still and cold, it frightened me, and I flew out. I saw several strange men and women. The women were all crying, and the men looked sad. A man was fastening something white on the front door. I tried to understand it all, but I could not catch any word except typhoid. I wonder what that means, anyhow. As no one will tell me, I must be off to the next farmhouse to hunt a good dinner. This was a sensible fly. Do you not think so, children? Thousands of other flies might tell the same story if only we would watch their habits and listen to what they have to say. Questions 1. I wonder if any of you can guess what was the matter with the baby on the morning the fly found it red and hot. 2. What had happened when the fly went back to it? 3. What caused the baby to have typhoid fever? 4. What is a germ? 5. Where does the little fly say he was hatched? It is in such places as this, in stables and other filthy places, that all flies are hatched and raised. They all like good things to eat. Flies can smell a good thing to eat a long way off, so they soon find their way to the kitchen and dining room. On their way to the kitchen, they often stop by the outhouses and gather their feet and legs a lot of dirt and germs. I must tell you now that the fly can get the typhoid germ or plant, only from human filth. No, the teacher should have an inexpensive microscope and show the children a fly, its head and feet especially. 6. Have you ever seen a fly under a magnifying glass? On the bottom of the fly's feet are little glue-like pads and a number of little hairs on his body and feet, to which germs and bits of dirt stick. The fly in the story had come to the farmhouse for the first time, you know when he found a pitcher of milk and had such a nice bath. He had been gathering germs and dirt on his feet, both from his early home in the barnyard and from the outhouse at which he stopped on his way. Some of these germs gathered at the outhouse had come from some person who had typhoid fever. As he crawled over the baby's bottle on his little mouth, he left some of the germs there, and he left some in the milk pitcher also. It was careless of the mother to give her baby milk that was not covered. The mother did not know she was giving the baby milk in which there were these little plants or germs, 
which cause typhoid fever. You have learned that the houseback carries the seed or germs of typhoid. These germs or seed will grow and multiply in the body. So you should never leave food uncovered where a fly get to it. 7. Since you know where houseflies are hatched and bred, what may you do to keep them from multiplying? 8. What else can be done to make sure that no germ can get to our food or drink? Swat the fly. S is for sunshine keeps nature clean and makes the Mr. Fly feeble and lean. W is for waste or the fly breeds. The fouler the better, it suits his needs. A is for anything dirty and vile on which the children may spend a short while. T is for typhoid whose best friend is the fly. It makes thousands to sicken and hundreds to die. T is for trouble he brings to us all from spring's early green until far into fall. H is for housewife his unceasing foe, who traps, swats, and otherwise brings him to woe. E is for energy she puts into work. So long as there is one left, she never will shirk. F stands for friends, of which he has none. If you look for his foes, you may count me as one. L stands for labor, which is always well spent, if it keeps Mr. Fly from enjoying content. Y stands for you, who will help in the task. Kill each fly you can is all we ask. Author unknown. End of section 2.